Hey, this is Brent Leary, and uh, this is really uh, a great conversation I'm looking forward to have here with Brian and Bradford Manning of Two Blind Brothers. Um, we're going to talk to them in a second, but you got to catch out this inaugural podcast that they were featured on with Facebook. Facebook is doing a brand new uh, podcast, and I love the setup they have with it, and we're going to talk about, the, uh, talk about that with Brian Bradford in a minute. So, let me first welcome Brian and Bradford Manning in. Thank you for joining me, guys. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, uh, I want to hear all about what you guys are doing with Blind Brothers, and we'll talk for a few minutes around that. But I also want to congratulate you guys on being the inaugural guest for the new Facebook podcast. That is really cool. It, it was such such a pleasure to work with Facebook on the three and a half degrees podcast and getting to meet Blake, the founder of Tom's who is a huge inspiration to our project, two blind brothers, when we were first getting going and, you know, it actually also just sparked a lot of great conversations and made a lot of great change over the last, what, 12, 15 years they've been around, which is amazing. Yeah, this is one of those situations where you want to be the guinea pig. So we're, uh, we're yeah, we, we really love it. <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about you guys and what you do, what you're doing with Two Blind Brothers. Um, your story is really interesting. Maybe you can take us through uh, the, the highlights of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so, so Brad and I have a rare retinal eye disease called Stargardt's disease that basically kills the cells in your center of your vision, causing, you know, legal blindness. And we were diagnosed about the age of seven and just lived our whole lives with this disease with each other. But then in about 2016, Brad and I coincidentally were together in New York shopping at a Bloomingdale's. And if you've never been shopping with somebody who's blind or visually impaired, <laughs> we kind of act like we're five years old. We run around, you touch everything, you feel everything, you then find something you love and you pull it off the hanger and then you try and figure out the price, the size, the color, if it's a men's shirt. I've made that mistake too many times. And when we end up doing was after Brad and I kind of separated in the store, we walked outside and we had bought in the exact same shirt. And, you know, after we initially laughed over the whole situation, we kind of came to this realization that maybe there was something special in having to feel your way through the world. And we decided in that moment to let's, let's see if we can take this a step further. Let's see if we can make some amazing clothing based around the sense of touch. And then let's take 100% of the profits from, from our clothing line to Blind Brothers and donate it back to retinal research to try and cure blindness. That is a truly amazing story. And I think if I recall from the podcast, you guys have already raised, what, 200000 bucks in, in that regard? Yeah, so we basically have now hit, uh, since uh, that podcast um, uh, was filmed, we've now hit about 300000 and we have a, wow. a commitment and a, a discussion with the Foundation Fighting Blindness for about another $250,000 uh, this year. But so far, we've been able to, um, to help contribute to this fight to help cure mm -hmm. blindness uh, to the tune of three hundred grand, which for us, is an absolute, I mean, we, we can't believe that it's happened because this really started 
as a side charity project and was lifted up by the community, by people who empathize with the story. And we've really been the beneficiaries of that momentum and that energy and the, and the goodwill of the people that care about the mission. And when I think about, you said the mission and the way that it's really interesting to me is you built your business with a mission on a mission. Can you talk a little bit about the idea of having that mission as core to the business as selling the t-shirt is? Yeah, well, before it was a business, it was a mission. I mean, we were supporters of the Foundation Fighting Blindness personally, and, you know, we wanted to, you know, this was really born out of uh, fun and doing something nice for uh, the Foundation Fighting Blindness. I think what we've been surprised at is how these, these causes and mission-driven projects uh, resonate with the community that you're speaking to. We naively uh, and maybe ignorantly had no idea, you know, th this was about us wanting to contribute something back and it really became much more about our customers and the stakeholders who care about this, giving them a vehicle to help contribute through. And, and, and just in kind of one other huge uh, cornerstone of the business, has been the community piece. Um, because of the nature of some of the publicity, the families that are really in a tough spot, they're, really, they're recently diagnosed with one of these eye diseases or they have a son or daughter that's recently diagnosed or they've lived their lives without knowing a lot of people that have these conditions, they, they stumble upon us now online and we hear from them and we have a very active dialogue with a lot of people in this space. And for us, it's been uh, the most rewarding part of the business because in a way we feel very grateful for being where we are today. We had good resources, great parents. And for us to be able to kind of almost go back in time and give that advice to what would have been our former selves uh, is something that really inspires passion in the, in the office now in the office. That means you have employees. And how, uh, how was it finding the right kind of employees to be a part of the mission, not just folks who are looking for paychecks, but well, how important was it for you to hire people that believed in the mission beyond just them having great expertise or talent to bring to the business? First and foremost, being able to put up with Brad and I on a day in and day out basis was a big <laughs> characteristic. Uh, but really, I think you, you said it there, is people who were passionate. I mean, our office is very much a family. Brad and I, you know, obviously are brothers. Court, my girlfriend, works here. You know, Courtney, one of her best or my sister's good friends from college works here. Uh, one of my friend's girlfriends, Angela, works here. Brianna, who came through, another friend of ours. Everyone in the office is, as, is family. And that's been the most important part of it. You know, it, it creates some, some hard moments, but at the end of the day, everybody is bought into the mission, is bought into the passion because they are so close to us. And we want to run the business like that. And we want every, even all of our customers to feel that same way, that we're really just a family of people trying to help cure these diseases. And by joining in and supporting us, you're, you're joining that family as well. How difficult or are there any particular challenges 
have you faced when it comes to making a decision that may be difficult from a pure business perspective, but is important because it kind of doesn't fit in with your overall mission? How do you go about uh, making that call and, and what kind of things go into making that call? You know, it's a, it's a great question, and I think as we grow, we'll hit, you know, more difficult examples of that. One of the, you know, for us, maybe in a fortunate sense, it really started uh, with the core DNA being, being the mission and what is best for the research and the community. I mean, certainly we, we've had those questions, you know, how, how aggressive do we try to grow? Do we hire, do we take on all those expenses as a means of hitting, you know, uh, some, some revenue goal that we have? But it all comes down to what our instinct is, is that we, we've, we've actually solved that natural conflict that businesses have with their causes by basically saying we're 100% cause-driven. I mean, there are opportunities that come up, but we always try to err on the side of treating the of, of doing what's right to the community and uh, and the mission first, you know. And frankly, you know, we found that the more you the more you give, the more you get. You know, we would not be here if our mission wasn't to help cure blindness. People wouldn't have responded to stakeholders, the Foundation Fighting Blindness. I mean, people have rallied and lifted us up because of that, and that responsibility, uh, that responsibility is not lost on us, if that, if, if that's, uh, if that answers your question. No, it absolutely did. Thank you. Um, one thing, I want to kind of circle back to your, your podcast that you did with Facebook, and the interaction, the conversation you had with Tom's founder, Blake Mykoski, I thought that was really cool to get you guys together and talking. What was the maybe the one or two key things that you learned from Blake that you think you'll be able to carry forward into what you guys are doing with Two Blind Brothers? I'll answer one, and then I'll let Brad have the second so I don't steal the whole spotlight here. The first and kind of the major thing – Blake taught us even before talking to him was the ability of cause to be the greatest asset and the greatest uh, tool that your business can have. But actually while speaking to him, I thought that he, uh, he said something really interesting and is that he, his big goal with Tom shoes and doing any sort of interview and doing any sort of information, he loves divulging all of the secrets that made him successful because if he can get another company to start up and grow and be a cause-focused company, he can get a multiplicative effect on Tom's shoes. Tom's might be able to donate however many shoes they have, but if 10 other, 10 other companies grow just like them and they can make those donations, and Brad and I really take that to heart, is why we would love 50 more companies that are all trying to cure blindness because collectively we can do a lot more good than just Brad and I on our own. Yeah. And then, you know, if I had to um, think of a second one, I would say that, and again, this actually occurred prior to our conversation with him because when we were starting this, obviously when, when you're saying you're starting a cause driven business, you know, Tom's, <clears throat> Tom's is uh, naturally brought into every conversation, but from our standpoint, it gave us the confidence that passion uh, can actually be a core ingredient to having a successful project 
and to some extent, we didn't set out to start, um, you know, a large uh, clothing business. This was really born out of passion, and we've had that lesson sort of reiterated to us. Um, but, you know, no one in there, it, it would, it's hard to make the argument that the world needs an additional clothing brand, you know. And, but why, why does one like ours, end up becoming getting the traction it has is it's because it brings a set of values and a spirit that may not be reflected for those customers that you know are, resonate with us and i think we learned that lesson about passion uh from from blake and uh and his experience with tom yeah it was it was a real fun conversation to listen to uh just to hear you guys interact and exchange ideas and information. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, one last question, I guess. Um, the Facebook podcast was really good. I really enjoyed it. But what do you want folks who listen to it to walk away from uh, learning about what you guys are doing with Two Blind Brothers? You know, what I really hope that people can take away, and, and maybe I wish we went into greater detail on this on the podcast, but the combination of sharing our personal, authentic story, tying it to a mission, developing a product that, that someone loves, you know, this is totally replicatable. You know, we, are, we have tapped into uh, a certain community, and we've, been, we've had the greatest adventure of our lives running it over the past three years. I hope that that you know, that that person out there that hears the story and has that idea understands that a platform like Facebook, for example, you can put out a video that you don't need to spend a fortune on. You can start small. You can reach niche audiences in a way that you couldn't 10 years ago. And, and it's opened up this kind of this opportunity set for brands that have very specific focused uh, missions or, or just products. And uh, we really hope that there will be somebody out there that finds, that is able to take their passion and get some of the same traction we've had by t tapping into those audiences with their authentic stories. <laughs>